Hello, and welcome to World Screen's Fast Festival. I'm Kristen Brzezowski, Executive Editor of World Screen, and I'm speaking with Eric Berger, CEO and co-founder of Common Sense Networks. Hi, Eric. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm great and delighted that you could join us. Thank you. Tell us about you. Common Sense Network's recent entry into FAST and what's guiding the FAST strategy. Yeah, no, we, um, so we started Common Sense Network's business in 2020, and we were inspired by the work of Common Sense Media, which is, you know, many people know as a leader in providing families with age-appropriate information at the center of technology and media. And then we launched the Sensical service uh, within our business two years ago, and it came out as this critically acclaimed AVOD service to provide kids and families with engaging video experiences that are, we always say, proudly algorithm-free, so that kids can explore freely in a very safe environment. And from there, we moved from our O&O apps in, into the fast space. And so what's guiding our strategy is, um, you know, just like we partner with the leading platforms like TikTok and YouTube to help them elevate the quality of children's digital media, we see a way to bring world-class content vetting and curation to the FAST space. And FAST is, um, you know, increasing, like, tremendously, as we all know, but, but the kids sector is lagging in terms of monetization. And brands are concerned about trust, about privacy issues, about a lack of standards, and we do believe that we offer solutions that work not only for kids and families, but also for the brands and the platforms. And this is true on fast channels as well as across other media. What gaps do you see in the ecosystem and how is CSN filling those? You know, the kids fast sector is narrow when it comes to the kids space. And it's really missing what we like to call the bridge age, kids six to tween. So most of the content that you'll see in the kids space, there's about 75 channels, fast channels that are out there. They're mostly focused on preschool animation. And we're missing out on a lot of the content that the young kids love, the ones above preschool. You know, shows from digital first creators that focus on a wide range of topics of interest, DIY, cooking, sports, video games, STEM, et cetera. Um, the, the problem, you know, it's very difficult to find digital first content that is appropriate and it takes a lot of trial and error. So, you know, what do we do? We anchor in thematic programming for our fast channels. You've seen this in the adult space with anime, food, British dramas, travel, horror channels, uh, but you don't really see it in the kids space and certainly in this um, bridge age that I'm talking about. And we've spent the last few years identifying really well-produced, safe, digital-first content that's widely appealing to kids and families. So we have about three channels right now that are driven by, by really by popularity of what kids, kids want. Um, the first is gaming. It is the number one topic on YouTube. About 20% of content uploaded to YouTube is gaming-related, but a lot of it is really rough for, for kids uh, and even for adults. And so finding safe and good TV, things like tips and tricks and aspirational gameplay uh, is, is what we're trying to do with this channel. And it provides parents with a doorway into their kids' interests that they can share in a community living room setting that otherwise may be difficult. So that's Sensical Gaming. The other one is Sensical Makers. So this is DIY and STEM and experiments, challenges from compelling creators. We always like to say kids can enjoy the wow and wonder 
of this world in a, in a lean back manner. And they can always go deeper and even learn how to do some of these projects in our on-demand and O&O um, apps. But this is a chance to really, again, lean back in a family living room environment. And then the last one is Sensical Junior, early learning channel, full of nostalgic content that's doing especially well with millennial parents because it appeals to both of them, the parents and the kids. So it has this community feel to it, which we think is really special. And it's a great blend of studio content and compilations of creator-driven content. So it's retaining the kids' interests, but they're learning about curiosity, about empathy, about ABCs, numbers, STEM, et cetera. So it's, 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 a, really, uh, it's a really neat channel. Talk to me about how Common Sense Network's approaching the content curation process for these fast channels. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we source, but we vet. And so on the source side, for us, it's really about understanding the audience deeply. You know, we've got a heritage of understanding the parents' audience as it relates to media. But here we're really uh, needing to understand kids at very specific age segments. And we're following trends and we work with you know, and across the major creator platforms as well to understand the content habits of these kids. We look at thousands of series where content is trending on these platforms and we find content that is, you know, good TV for fast. Uh, there's a lot of content that works well on demand, you know, more how-to, hands making things, but it's gotta be good TV to be fast. So that's on the source side, but the secret sauce is the vetting side. So we've created this really industrial vetting process um, for looking at content. And we're the only ones that have child development experts watch every frame of every video and we score it using our standard. Um, we like to say, you know, vigilance is our filter and consistency is our goal. And in using this standard, we create an inordinate amount of metadata that helps us with the programming and the content classification as well as the advertising. And so this is done through this, as I mentioned, this proprietary age-appropriate content standard that's based on 20 years of child development research at Common Sense Media, but we've adapted it for short form and digital first content. And the hundreds of criteria that we look at for every video are against you know, age segmentation, topics of interest, learning, you know, traditional learning, history, math, science, ABCs. Um, personal characteristics, role models, teamwork, empathy. And then we've got 13 different DEI themes that we look at as well. So it's a very rigorous vetting process. Talk to me about how Common Sense Networks is collaborating with content creators and industry partners to bring this high quality and engaging content to its fast channels. Yeah. You know, we've got a program that we call Sensical Select. And you could think of it as like the good housekeeping seal where we certify a select group of creators. Today, it's about 500 different um, series out of, I don't know, tens of thousands that we've looked at. And the creators like it because they can use the actual badge for marketing purposes. It's a, it's a seal of approval that their content has been vetted by, by Common Sense Networks. And we use the Sensical Select offering with brands as the safest collection of content for kids that cut across our O&O and as well as you know the creator channels uh, themselves on YouTube. So today, you know, one of the things that's new that we're we're talking about here is bringing that program to fast channels uh, and to platforms to address the monetization issue that I mentioned previously. So we'll be certifying a number of channels, bringing them into our Sensical Select network, and that gives brands the opportunity and really the comfort 
of associating their brand with certified content that's not only brand safe, but it's also contextually aligned to their campaign. So we can use that same data to, to slot them in based on what it is they're trying to achieve with their media plan. What have you learned about how kids are engaging with FAST compared to an on-demand environment? And then how do you consider the diverse needs and schedules of your audience when planning the channel lineups? Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a great question. Um, you know, we started making fast channels initially. Our first wave was based on age demos, which is how we do a lot of our on-demand programming. So we gave them a variety of content for two to four-year-olds, content for five to seven-year-olds, content for eight to 10-year-olds, but we saw a drop-off when the themes shifted. So we learned, you know, that tight themes around a single promise work best. And so if it's not a single IP, then you want to be narrow and consistent. So on the scheduling side, you know, here's what we learned that TV networks spend a lot of time on day parts, but with day parts, sometimes you get different content to potentially different audiences at different parts of the day. And so we're focusing on day patterns. And the first part of what we need to do is figure out the pattern for how our audience, how these kids of different ages are watching fast and it is different by by age and you can imagine you know just imagine a slope of a curve of when kids come and engage on fast and then you know when ultimately they're hopefully sleeping <laughs> and so we then refine the programming across each half hour to improve the engagement and the flow from one show to the next you know decreasing channel changing decreasing churn and we call refining and improving each week we want to peak the peak so we want to find the peaks of when they're coming according to their natural pattern, but we wanna be taking share and, uh, and building on top of the peaks. And the consistency of the channel being really tight to that promise is really, really important. The second thing you know, is around co-viewing. Um, you know, On-demand connected TV is lean back in general, but fast is that plus even more co-viewing. You really are bringing in the whole family we found. And so the programming needs to fulfill on that promise. And what we found is that the fast channels, despite a lot of conversation about discovery, it's actually helping with discovery in that kids and families find content that they love, but it's in the safe environment that they all can enjoy. And, you know, the thematic channels deliver on this, this programming, I'll say promise again, that lets kids go down the rabbit hole and removes that burden of choice, which can happen on these larger platforms. Uh, at times. And now data privacy, child safety, these are issues that are going to pop up in this type of environment. Yeah. How does Common Sense Networks address this when it comes to use of fast channels? Yeah, no, great question. I think it was, you know, privacy and safety is two sides of a coin. On the privacy side, I mean, we are staunch supporters of privacy rules, guiding COPPA compliance. In fact, Common Sense Media helped to draft those rules and they're working on what's referred to as COPPA 2.0 right now and other regulations such as, you know, a state-by-state -state design code acts that are going to also regulate a lot of privacy issues. So for us, you know, no targeting of ads to individuals in any way respecting their privacy. And all of the advertising is done on what we refer to as contextual content targeting, meaning we align the brand's campaign message to the goals and characteristics of the content. So the content topic, the content sentiment, and even themes such as DEI. So, so the privacy issue is we really respect. On the child safety side, um, we, you know, we also ensure that the advertising content is appropriate 
for the child based on age. So just we're spending all this time vetting content, making sure that it's appropriate and lined up to the age. And then to have an ad pop up that's a maybe a TVMA game that doesn't fit at all for kids, it ruins the whole experience. It takes the child out of the experience. So we want the whole thing to be vetted end to end and we'll vet that ad creative to make sure that it aligns um, with the child's age as well. How do you envision the future of Fast Channels in relation to the overall media landscape and what role do you see Common Sense Networks playing in that future? So I, I was an early and very passionate advocate of free ad-supported content in the living room. I think it was almost a decade ago at this point at Sony that I launched uh, the first premium AVOD service and then an always-on product that is effectively Fast Channel. It's a selection of rolling playlists around a theme that enable this lean-back experience on a connected TV in the living room, all ad-supported and all free to the consumer. And even since then, with more and more subscription choices and bundles, it's more true than ever that people can always afford free in their personal bundle. And I think that's going to play a very, very important role in the future. So FAST is going to continue explosive growth in the U.S. in terms of both users and engagement. And it's going to start to expand around the world. Most of it is the U.S. today. You're starting to see it in some territories. That is going to start, in my opinion, to take off more and more outside of the U.S. And it will fundamentally replace traditional free TV uh, and just be a really important piece of a cross-platform flywheel for content owners and for brands. And what I think is really interesting is it is emerging as a bit of a Trojan horse in this battle for the TV operating systems in the living room. You've got Google and Roku and Samsung and Amazon and Comcast and others, you know, each looking to own the glass in the living room and all the services that pass through it. And FAST is a very, very important ingredient in this landscape and will fuel some of that growth as well. And so um, with that, it's going to come a three times um, you know, triple the ad dollars to about $12 billion in the next five years as it's offering these benefits of television in the living room, but also, you know, I would call it more sophisticated advertising and, and ad tech than you might get with, with television. So from our perspective, from Common Sense Networks and our role, you know, there's 1,600 fast channels in the U.S., about 75 of them are kids. As I mentioned, mostly preschool, some are single IP, but really wildly under monetized. And we see our role is to meet all kids where they are, particularly for that bridge age between preschool and tweens with creator-driven and topic-driven content that they love in a living room setting that works well for co-viewing. And all of this, you know, what's core in our DNA is being safe and creating a generation of kids who will ultimately emerge more curious, have higher self-esteem, be less materialistic, because they can freely explore, be exposed to content with people that look like themselves, and they won't be subject to this over-commercialization that you see in a lot of content for their age. So we do that by vetting content that's appropriate. We make it viable for creators and platforms by improving the monetization. And ultimately, we believe that brand-safe content, uh, you know, using our cross-platform sensical select network and our unmatched content metadata, it's going to allow us to do contextual content matching and a chance to make this kids and family programming a viable business for all stakeholders. And, and that's a really important part of the future and a, and a role that we think we can play. I absolutely agree. 
And Eric, it's been great hearing about Common Sense Network's approach to FAST and your perspective on safe kids content in this environment. So thank you so much for taking part. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it.